the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Here's your host, Bob Bender. Well, good afternoon, Colorado Springs. Praise the Lord, TGIF. It's Friday. Only bested by TGIS, TGIS. Sunday, a word for today, as I told you yesterday, I'm lodging through Job. Listen to Job's testimony in Job 23, 16, when his three friends <laughs> tried to help him. He said, I have not departed from the commands of God's lips. I have, treasures the wor- I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. And I hope you're treasuring God's word. People say, well, God, I'm just not hearing from God. He hadn't spoken to me. Well, friend, there's 31,102 verses in the Bible that's called God's word. Let him speak to your heart, if you will. And a great book to read is a book by Jim Peterson called Eat This Book. It'll bless your life, change your life because of the word of God. Lord, thanks for your word. Help us to treasure your word. Even more than our daily bread. Help me to do that. Because we love you, Lord, and appreciate what you're saying to us daily. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for allowing us to join you on your way home, in your home, wherever you are. Praying Crosswalk Colorado Springs will be the blessing to your life that you're hearing us is to us. Well, today I have a good friend, a wonderful guest who's a busy guy, and we appreciate his time so much. We have with us today Dr. Doug Weiss, Executive Director of Heart to Heart Counseling Center in Colorado Springs. Doug, welcome to Crosswalk. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bob. Good to have you here. We we haven't our paths haven't crossed recently. I forget. I remember uh, sitting on a couch in somebody's home, Rick Christian's home, maybe a couple, three years ago visiting. And I appreciate your being on our show today. Doug, is all well? Absolutely. No, we're having a great time at Heart to Heart. Well, and you're blessing a lot of people through that ministry. Of course, through the years, I've known a couple of your counselors there. Uh, they speak highly of the work, highly of you, and what God has done through your life. Uh, Doug is really a phenomenal. Thank you for allowing the Lord to raise you up for such a time as this to meet needs. And we'll get into the specifics here in a minute. But I think of the ills of our society, Dr. Weiss. I think of suicide. Our church has had three the last uh, nine weeks. Yeah. I think of drugs and alcohol and the damage it's doing. I think of abortion. I think of gender issues. Uh, we're just uh, inundated with challenges with the sins of our generation. 
and the issue of today, sexual impurity, and we'll be diving into that as well. Don't you think that's up there among the top, sir? Absolutely, and, and not just in the world, but in the church, you know, where the men are struggling, about 50% or more in any church are struggling with sexual integrity, and the women they're married to are being devastated in their families. So this is a battle the church has got to win. Yes, sir, and we hopefully today will not only address the issue, uncurve the issue, but provide some some help, some hope. My, my approach to counseling, I'm not a trained counselor, I, my approach, Doug, is look, in order to get where we want you to be, you've got to have uh, healing from the past if you're going to have mm-hmm. help for the present, if you're going to have hope for the future. So you're that's sitting well in here and you're dealing with something that's of a hopeless nature. Okay, let's uncover this. Let's let's get you some help for the present. But before that, we've got to get you some healing from the past. Amen. No, that's, that's very well said, and it's definitely the process. Well, Doc, tell me your story, buddy. Let's let's talk about your credentials first, uh, your, sure. your position, well, and, how, and then we'll get into your story secondly, if we could, sir. Um, um, I'll tell you my scars, and then I'll tell you what God has done with them. I was conceived in adultery, so this thing I know from a DNA level. Um, my mom had an affair and then uh, got pregnant with me. She got divorced. I never met my biological father. I was put in foster homes early on, uh, sexually abused. Uh, I was brought back out, alcohol, drug addiction, uh, all of that kind of stuff, porn, self-behaviors, women, you know, crazy. Um, so said the prayer at 12 years old, and I think Jesus did save me. But at 19, I knelt down and said, Jesus... Oh, you're God. I'm going to give you my life for the next 30 days. I'll do 100% of what you tell me to do. And if not, I'll kill myself then. Well, that was almost 40 years ago. And wow. he put me, in, put me in Bible school, put me in seminary, got two degrees there, and I'm getting my PhD in psychology. And uh, we wrote in our first book in the early 90s. We've been on Oprah, Dr. Phil, Good Morning America, um, the president of the American Association of Sex and Therapy. You know, we have a huge counseling center in Colorado Springs. You know, where people literally fly in from all over the country and world to come in to get free from sexual integrity and the wives from trauma. So we are a epicenter right there in Colorado Springs, right off the guard of the gods. Wow. How the Lord has used your story. And I think that should be encouragement to our listeners, whatever your scars are. Let's turn them into stars. Let's allow the Lord to use your story. Uh, Doug, I have a, a philosophy of preaching, and that's that's this. I don't even call them sermons anymore. I call them life messages, because the last thing we need, Doug, is a guy standing up there talking like his sermon is beside him. What we need in the pulpit are men who uh, who live it, obviously. The, the, mm-hmm. the message flows through the person. You follow me? Absolutely. No, I totally agree with that. And that's what... I've written my books that way. I I get it. Cool, cool. Well, I'm preaching to the choir. You need to preach to me, buddy. But, man, and your life, your life story, well, it it happens so often, doesn't it, in this and other areas. Allow the Lord to use your story, get through the shame, and allow it to help others. Like 2 Corinthians 1-4 says, God's comforted us, we can comfort others. Well, what what are some of the the W's along the way, Doctor Weiss? You can cite through uh, your ministry. What are some W's? Big uh, wins. Some wins. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, God. I mean, really, my wins is seeing people get better every week in our office, wow. whether it's in the free groups, the counselors, 
uh, all the books we've written. Then we have a huge present online, like over 500 YouTubes. It means I think almost 6 million people watch those. I mean, my heart, the win for me is when someone has been struggling for 10, 15, 20 years, even 30 or 40 years, and they get better, and their wives heal. And there's a lot of women listening to our program, and they know their husband's up to something, and they're suffering silently. Mm-hmm. But once we can move away from just talking to Jesus, first down one nine, I write about this in the book Clean, and we move to James 5.16, we confess our faults once another, we can be healed. Yes. And if we have that accountability, which in our office, that's free, you have that accountability, you have that support, and you have a structure, because God creates structure before life, you can heal. This is a, I've been free personally for almost uh, 40 years. I think the last polygraph test I took was 37 years. And we validate my freedom and the freedom of other guys. So we're not, you know, you know Jesus said, go show yourself the priest. Go validate what I've done for you. Mm. You know, and we validate that. And so men are really walking free. They're going back into their ministries. They're starting companies. They're going back into ministry. You know, we see the miracle of healing from sexual integrity every week. Wow, that that's those are big W's I hear you saying. If you want to be forgiven, confess your sins to God. If you want to be healed, confess your sins to man. Yeah, and that's where a lot of guys get stuck right there, Bob. Is uh, Doctor Bob? They don't. They want to make it just between them and Jesus, yeah. and not them between them and another man. Yeah. Once once I confessed to my roommate in the seminary, I started my path to true freedom. And it wasn't until then, for years, I cried out. I had my Bible degree. I was crying out to God. I couldn't get free. As soon as I told my roommate, hey, so what's going on with me, God broke through, and I got free. Wow. Amen. I tell folks, uh, uh, Lone Ranger Christianity does not work. We need each other. That's why we have community. Mm-hmm. That's why the metaphors of the church in the Bible are community, <laughs> Bible, and the Bible body, building, bride. And we'll return in a moment and unpack this issue of pornography and hope you'll stay with us. See you in a moment. I can't count the times I've called your name so broken night. And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time. I get Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The word. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us this Friday afternoon. Dr. Bob Binder here with Dr. Doug Weiss. We're talking about sexual integrity, sexual purity. And we ended on the note that, hey, if you're in this situation, we have resources for you so that you can not only survive, you can thrive and get this in the rearview mirror so that the windshield is uh, clean and ready to go forward. Speaking of clean, Dr. Weiss has written the book Clean. I recommend it to you. We took our pastors through it, and it was helpful, not only for our own personal lives, but to equip others to deal this area of sexual impurity to sexual integrity, to be to the place where we have integrity. Now, Doug, you've written a lot of books. It's a tough question here. What would you recommend a person start your resource here just to buy one of your books? Which one would you recommend? Sure. I mean, if they're talking about sexual integrity, clean is definitely the uh, the great start of that. We have lots of videos and uh, other stuff to do. If they have a sexual addiction, the final freedom is great. We have less free living if they're just struggling with their thought life. 
So there's a lot of materials, but clean is definitely just kind of a primer for sexual integrity because you don't have to have a problem to read clean. That's a book you should give your son at 16 years old. Just because you're in the battle, know how to fight. Great. Appreciate that word. I would recommend clean as well. And we're talking about pornography, which is indeed every man's battle, isn't it, Doug? It is. You know, the, 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 the enemies declared war, and there's a reason. In Revelations 2, it talks about that you tolerate that woman Jezebel who teaches my servants uh, sexual morality and food sacrifice to idols. And what's interesting, he says, well, I'll make her suffer. But at the end of that chapter, he says this, to him who overcomes... He's talking about this issue. Yeah. I will give authority over the nations. And so your spiritual destiny and your spiritual authority are connected to your sexuality, and that's why the enemy's attacking your sexuality, mm. because he doesn't want you to walk in confidence and power. He doesn't want you to experience the, the righteous or bold as a lion. He doesn't want you to reach your full potential in, in ministering inside the church and ministering to the community. And also, I mean, Dr. Bob, just pragmatically, I've been doing this almost 40 years. And the guys who control their own income double their income in 12 months. In 12 months of being clean. Wow. That's how much this is impacting their life. Mm-hmm. That's just one small measure. Okay? But they, they emotionally grow up, they grow up spiritually, and they have a clear conscience, and they feel good about themselves again. And the relational component as well, you know, to have these relationships that carry us through. Uh, that's wonderful, wonderful. I've heard you, I've heard you quote uh, uh, James five sixteen confess our uh, faults sins to one another. I've heard you quote the one out of Revelation two. That's a great perspective. Uh, just real quickly here, what other verse uh, would you share off the top of your head that you feel is cr- critical well, to o- overcoming this? We talk about the different types of sex addicts. The first one is the biological type. In First Corinthians six eighteen, it says, "Flee sexual immorality. All of the sins and men commit are outside of the body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body." And when I was at Southwestern Seminary, I asked all my professors, they could not tell me why. They were all sins of the same. I go, no, they're not. This one's different. Okay. Yep. And, and as, a, as I moved into my career and the neuro, neuroscience developed, they proved that when we have a sexual encounter, we literally attach neurologically to what we're looking at, real or imaginary. So that's the danger, mm-hmm. is you actually can train your body to do James one fifteen, which is lust, sin, and death. And if you continue to reinforce your body in a way for, uh, that corrupts yourself, you will end up being corrupted. Absolutely. And I know you're 10 times more educated in this than I am, but, you know, when the, the thought processes, uh, the responses to sexual temptation, uh, you're, you're building literally rivers in your brain. The synapses mm-hmm. are so strengthened. So uh, simply what we want to do is starve those synapses and build new synapses, the law of displacement, so we get mm-hmm. new patterns and a new direction and a new life. Yeah, we've helped thousands of guys that we have a book called and a video called Upgrade Your Sex Life, which, which teaches you how to have that powerful relational connection with your wife and to know each other in that way powerfully mm-hmm. to, to really create the most powerful neurological attachment is if you can be connected spiritually, uh, emotionally, and physically with people who struggle with sexual integrity often detach as opposed to attach. Mm-hmm. And when we teach them to attach, you're right. That this That's it can be a strong reinforcement for you to want to protect what God has given you. Well, that's, that's a good word, good word. Now, Doc, I I used to think, and I, I, I don't know, you set me straight here. 
Let's talk about causes. Doc, I used to think, um, you know, sexual impurity is just one of those it's lust you know and and the and the and the mm-hmm. root is lust and it's lust and it's bad and it's sin but i've come to understand that there are there are surface problems and there are root causes could you sure. help me understand what yeah. are some root causes say of pornography is it just simply one of the sins doug or is there something deeper going on well, here let's talk about it first cuz first uh, first Thessalonians uh, 5.13, Paul says, I pray that you sanctify your spirit, soul, and body. Right. People who struggle with sexual integrity or sexual addictions, it can be rooted in any one of those three areas. Okay. So we have the biological, uh, what we call the biological addict, and that's the person we just talked about, ring the bell, dog with the brain. They literally attach their brain to sin. Okay. We have the person who has, who has psychological problems as far as they've experienced trauma, they've neglect, abuse in the family of origin, they were abandoned, stuff like that. And so they're medicating their soul Mm -hmm. with those chemicals. Uh, Then we have people who've actually been sexually abused. 80% of people who struggle have are sexual abuse survivors. Well, that's not something they did to themselves. However, it sets up a template for them to have object kind of orientation towards sexuality. Mm -hmm. Then we have guys who have uh, mood disorders who are bipolar. They got major chemical depression. And not all depression is chemical. I'm not for medicines in general. But if if they have a medical issue in their brain, they can be using the sexuality chemicals to try to balance them. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, guys who have intimacy anorexia, which is we have a, a DVD called The Sin of Withholding, and it's two hours long. But basically, they withhold spiritual emotional intimacy from their wife while they participate in the other behaviors. Mm-hmm. They're too busy for her, they blame her, they withhold love, praise, sexuality, spirituality, feelings, etc. And the wife feels married and alone. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and, and so there's different reasons how people get to that. Then there's, of course, the spiritual person who is, you know, filling their hole, looking for God, and when they find Christ, they're done. Mm-hmm. And then I've met two people who've had that experience. Mm-hmm. The rest of them tend to have to get support, work throughout, deal with their family, deal, clean, that, clean their insides out so they can maintain their freedom. So it's not just as simple as repenting, and that's why they don't get well. It's like, yes, repent, and then get connected to some accountability, which in Colorado Springs is free, right? And walk through the healing you need. Because the way you said it earlier, I love the way you said it. I mean, if you can heal, then you have a, you have a future. Mm-hmm. You have hope. Mm-hmm. So I hear you saying that sometimes pornography masks a deeper issue. No, it's the medicine. Mm-hmm. You've got to find out where the pain is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that one of the first steps you take in counseling to try to uncover what's Absolutely. going on? Yeah. We yeah. do that in the first 15 minutes. We do an assessment of the six types of what we call six types of sex addicts. Mm-hmm. And we know what type you are within 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. Now we know how to help you. Yes, yes. Uh, that's that's significant. And this is Heart to Heart Counseling Center, Colorado Springs, right? Just call there, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a Absolutely. Need. That, that number is 719-278-3708. And they can tell you about the free groups or counseling or just stop by and pick up some of the materials. Free groups? Yeah, we have free groups for the males who struggle with sexual integrity, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. And then we have groups on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night for the, or Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night for the ladies who are uh, married to these guys because mm-hmm. they have their own pain. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so those are all free groups that wow. are by community leaders who've been free for many years and they, they help people. So it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing that we give to the community for free. 
and it's a way of the guys and the ladies giving back to those who are in the beginning of their process. Wow, that is an awesome resource. Heart to Heart Counseling Center, Colorado Springs. Ask for their free material, their free groups, and then we'll delve into some other opportunities and resources for you when we come back. See you in a minute. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back, Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, this Friday afternoon with Dr. Doug Weiss, Executive Director, Heart to Heart Counseling Center, Colorado Springs. And I'm going to make an assumption here, Doug, any kind of sexual impurity issue do you do with Do you deal with gender issues? Well, uh, for us, I mean, when someone's dealing with lust, it doesn't matter what the end object is. Okay. It what, what, what gender it is, what what size, what color, what race, it doesn't matter. All the all the things we've talked about line up exactly the same. Wow. And so we've seen men get free from every every kind of thing that you would not want to imagine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and men, and women as well. Women as well. And women as well. We have a book called She Has a Secret yeah. and a workbook for women who have uh, sexual addictions, which is growing. Wow. Uh, you know, the, the Christian uh, universities done studies, and a huge amount of uh, women are involved in pornography now. Uh, God, God help us. Appreciate that resource. What about gender dysphoria? Do you all deal with that? That's not our specialty. We probably would refer that to someone okay, else. Okay, got it. I'm just trying to create the ba- the boundary here. I tell you, uh, it's just, help me understand, Doug. I, it's just out of control. We got these uh, gender dysphoria issues, the identity issues, the trans. Uh, what's your take on that? I know the simple answer is the devil, but what's your take on that, Doc? Well, it's not. I mean, it's really not just the devil. You look at a culture that was born in the in the gospel that has forsaken the gospel. Mm. It's, uh, you know, seminary institutions, Harvard, Oxford, are all liberal now, and to the point where they don't even believe in the Bible. We've moved away from God as a culture. Mm. We've taken them out of the schools. Mm. We've stopped educating our, our children about the Word of God and telling them to raise blood that they were, they were born by monkeys. And we've lied to our children for the last 40 years. And so we are reaping our own irresponsibility because one, I have a something I'm working on right now, but one of the hidden commands of Jesus is one you almost never hear preached on, and that is, we, we, we know the one, love one another, right? Right. We, we know the one, you know, uh, go to all the world, right? Right. But what we don't preach on is the one that says, occupy until I come. Mm-hmm. And around the, around the 70s and 80s, or even a little bit earlier, the church left entertainment, politics, and medicine, and education. We the government, left. yeah. And we don't occupy those in the in, uh, you know dark ages. That if you wanted to get educated, you had to go to church. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And so we've left those, and they were the, that vacuum created a demonic force that runs our media, runs our education system, that runs our political system to a large degree. And we are suffering because of our, our irresponsibility. Mm. Because the devil can't go where the church is. Yep. You know he, he can't. Yep. So it's really, I don't, you know, he's just not that bright to right. take over a culture. Sure. It was our our irresponsibility as a church 
which is fantastic because we can repent of irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. We can't repent of the devil doing something. <laughs> right, yeah. As, as I say, the devil's not creative, he's just consistent. But right. occupy till we come. I'm reminded of what uh, God said when he created Adam and Eve, subdue the earth. And there is right. a, there's a moral principle there, there's a spiritual principle there, as well as physical. Uh, well, judge, our forefathers didn't even dream that a non-Christian would oh, be in politics. Oh, man, exactly. Can you imagine, Doug, I, I, I might misspeak here. I was raised in the 50s. That was an idyllic decade, except for the racism, mm-hmm. racism, and yeah. the women, women issues regarding the glass ceiling. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody from the 50s just parachuting, maybe a Christian even, from the mm-hmm. 50s, parachuting into 2023? He's going to think he's on another planet. Right. Well, even back then, most people knew the Bible even if they weren't following it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. So we, we are now, the smaller percentage of people know the Bible. Yep, yep. Well, the word so now of God. We have this. we have a secular community because of the irresponsibility. And actually, you know, if you, I mean, you and I are close to the same age, but remember evangelism explosion. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the, in the 70s and 80s, the sure. Jesus movement. Yeah. Evangelism was a, a force inside the church. The tip of the spear, it's, yes. It's not a force in the church anymore. Yeah, yeah, the altar right. calls are not there. People are not going yep. out witnessing. I haven't had someone hand me a track in probably 20 years. Yep, yep. we got work to do. Judgment you begins what I'm with... Saying? So we, we, yeah. we have t- we've taken the easy way out. Yep. And and so we are reaping our irresponsibility. We don't need the devil to help us. Wait, the devil doesn't need to help yeah, crazy Christians. Exactly. I tell people, man, if the devil was even cut out of this thing, we'd still have our work cut out for us. Yeah, you sow to the wind, you reap the whirlwind. And mm-hmm, judgment exactly. begins at the house of God. So you've raised a good point. Well, give me some, uh, regrettably, um, there was a day, Doug, when you had to find pornography. Now pornography finds you. Absolutely, yeah. And then kids are getting cell phones in the elementary school and it's a porn store. And we have a porn blocker on our website, drdougweiss.com, because people need to have their kids. I, I spoke in Christian schools, Bob, yep. and uh, like Christian high schools, and I won't mention their names because some of them are in the city there where we, where we live, but I'd say, how many of you, and this is high school, how many of you have a cell phone? And almost 100% raise your hand. I go, how many of you have a porn blocker on your cell phone? It would be five or eight kids. Wow, wow. Okay, so parents are handing their kids a porn store and saying, be good boys and girls. Yep. That's insane. Wow. You would, as a Christian insight. parent, you would never walk your child into a porn store and say, don't look. But when you hand your kid a cell phone and you as a parent do not have uh, a porn blocker on there, you are being an irresponsible parent and allowing the enemy to come in and seduce your children, which can create patterns for the rest of their lives. Doug, it's a form of child abuse. I'm sorry. No, well, it is. Man. Being exposed to pornography is a form of child abuse. Man, man, wow. Well, hate to. But there's hope. There's a lot of yeah. Hope. Amen. Well, amen. Hey, we're, we got to okay, we got to address it. Forty years. I've yeah. seen thousands. Absolutely. I've seen about five thousand guys personally get better. Yep. Just in the counseling and the many more through conferences. There is hope. Jesus has not let us hopeless, but yep. he he will help us walk with one another to get the freedom that he paid for. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, give me some stats. What are the most recent stats on porn and culture and church? Well, I mean, they're just increasing because we can't really do studies because people aren't honest. You know, there were studies where there was, you know, you, you pick the study, 20, 30, 40% of pastors are struggling with pornography. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% of men are struggling with pornography. You know, the increase of women. So, so the stats keep moving up. That's all I can tell you. Uh-huh. And so... We're, we're in a serious battle that we have the 
power to win anytime we want. Mm-hmm. We can stop. We can stop pastors falling very simply. Ask church staff to do polygraphs once a year. My staff, all of my clinical staff, does a polygraph once a year to verify their sexual purity. Sure. And we're a counseling center. We're not a church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So when you come to our office, everyone you see who's a clinician has taken mm-hmm. a polygraph, including myself. Sure. I've been taking them for you know the last what twenty years. Mm-hmm. I've been clean for thirty-seven. Amen. Amen. That's a good word. Addressing that, it seems to me, you help me out here, Doc. You're, you're the expert. I'm just uh, a smoozer over here. Accountability with, with, with men helps. Mm-hmm. Polly helps. Mm-hmm. But isn't there a sense? Oh, let's go back to accountability. I'm, I'm in an accountability relationship. But we got to get to the heart of it. It seems like to me account, all accountability Absolutely. does is control sin. It doesn't deal well, with the heart issue. Well, accountability exposes the heart. Okay. Because the guy who is accountable will be accountable before he does stupid things. Mm-hmm. He will call his friend and say, I'm thinking about doing stupid things, mm-hmm. and he'll end right there. Okay. Okay, we're not talking about accountability as, like, and I'm actually learned this in seminary, ask, ask, forg- ask forgiveness instead of permission. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. God help us. And, and so that's not accountability. Yeah. The heart that wants accountability, says, I'm going to call you before I go down that road. I have that accountability with, uh, with uh, uh, my, my pastors, and I've had that for most of my career. And uh, many of the pastors said, hey, can I call you if I struggle? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's the heart that says, I will call you first. Mm-hmm. That's accountability. Not, I'm saying, I'm sorry and forgive me. Right. That's right. not accountability. That's sloppiness. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good words. We reach out to others, and in it together, Lone Ranger Christianity never works. And mm-hmm. having someone alongside you, uh, preventative as well as uh, as sharing sharing our heart heart to heart. I like that. Boy, how'd you get that name? That's exactly how we got that name. Wow, that's how we heal. Wow, wow, that's great. Opening our hearts, circumcising our heart, as as it says in the Old Testament, and getting our hearts ready for purity, for integrity for victory, for authority, moving ahead with the Lord. See you in a moment after this break. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back this Friday afternoon, Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. We are dealing with one of the most crucial issues in the church and in society. Sexual purity, sexual integrity, specifically pornography. So, Doug, someone comes to me, someone comes to our listeners. I've got a problem with pornography what should I do? What would you tell them? I'd say first, you know, get get informed about what's going on with you. Um, you know, if it's just got, you're kind of struggling, I would recommend the book Clean, and that'll give you some principles there. If you really are addicted and you know, hey, I've cried out to God 50 times here, and I'm just not getting better, mm-hmm. I would get the book The Final Freedom. Okay, Final Freedom. It deals with the addiction side of it, for okay. sure. And then if you're a woman, uh, partner's, uh, healing from his addiction is okay. the, the first book, and then partner betrayal trauma because we haven't talked about 
the symptoms a woman has, depression, PTSD symptoms, lower self-esteem, sexual self-esteem issues, weight gain. These are all symptoms of living with someone with a sexual addiction. Mm-hmm. And so if, if they're the wives, I would go down that direction to get that material and get in the groups as well. But we have a lot of DVDs and stuff like that. They can go on YouTube. We have over 500 YouTubes. And they can find out they have if they have the intimacy anorexia. Google that, you know, and find out what that's about. If they're in that marriage where there's there's not a physical relationship, and, and yet there's this other thing going on, we definitely want to deal with it. So you got to understand each case is different. Okay. How they walk in the door. Right. My first suggestion would be let me spend you know a few minutes with you and find out what type of addict you are. Okay. Then I can help you more directly because if you've been abused, hey, we need to talk about that. Deal with that. You know, cleanse your temple, move through that, move through mm-hmm. the forgiveness process and heal. You know, if you've been abandoned, you've got dad issues, mom issues, or whatever, we've got to deal with some of that. And that's, those are factors. Now, you're still responsible for your choice, mm-hmm. but those are factors that influence your choice. If we can remove some of those factors, yeah, that's good. it makes the choice easier to stay clean. Sure, yeah, yeah. Figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's, that's a good word to shepherd people on down the road. Before we get into other resources, I want to ask you this question. It's the most common question, Doug, I've been asked as a pastor, and it's twofold. Um, number one, does pornography, is that adultery? Does that end my marriage? And then secondly, does it end my ministry? What would you say? Let me take the second one first and take okay. the first one second. Thanks. Okay, so I've worked with hundreds of pastors uh, and deacon boards and bishops and, and supervisors of almost any denomination you can name. And so each denomination has a different kind of position on that. But uh, usually with pornography, the general standard of the, of the church is, hey, we want you to get help. And they fly, they fly at Colorado Springs to intensives. We do polygraphs and verify it's only pornography. Right. And general, generally the church will say, hey, we'll give you six months or a year. You kind of make sure you're doing your recovery, making your, doing your phone groups, doing your workbooks, take another polygraph for six months in a year. And if you're still clean, we're all in. We're going to keep you. Mm-hmm. If you're going to keep relapsing and lying and relapsing and lying, we're oh, done. Yep, that's right. And that's, that's where most churches go because you're not truly repenting. Yeah. Okay? Now, if it comes to adultery or infidelity inside of a, a ministry person, generally they're done, they'll pay for them to get help, and give them a one- or two-, three-year period of restoration and validation that they're clean, and they can return to ministry. Generally speaking, that's the way they go. Now, as far as, you know, the, the, the issue with is pornography enough to justify adultery because Jesus said, you know, if you lust at a woman, you've already committed adultery. But he didn't say if you lust after a woman, you did commit adultery. Like you, okay. you committed it in your heart. Okay. You didn't rob the store. You thought about robbing the store, but you didn't do it. And that word is also about continuing to lust. So I usually refer that to the local pastor to make that, that call mm-hmm. because as a clinician, I'm not their spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. You know, and most women, you know, they, they, they cling to that verse, and that's okay. Um, and most men would kind of minimize that verse and say, hey, I didn't do the, the worst thing. Yeah, so it was not that bad. The pastor yeah, kind yeah, of right. discern their hearts in that because they're the shepherd of that person, okay. and they know them better than a counselor would know them in an hour. And, there's, and I think it's kind of a tough situation because yeah. sometimes, like we said earlier, the pornography is a symptom. Sometimes it's a symptom of a much worse problem. Yeah, And so... In case where it's a symptom of a much worse problem, maybe there's physical or emotional abuse or neglect, and then the pastor would know that and be mm-hmm. able to make that call on that. Okay. If, there's, if it's like we have a really good marriage, but this is a problem, 
generally women aren't going to go that direction. Right. But again, depending on the woman's history, the mm-hmm. man's history, yep. the, the ability to have grace in that situation or yep. not, yeah. uh, it's so unique that you can't just have like a one shoe fits all in that situation because then you force people on both sides of that argument to kind of try to fit in and it doesn't always fit. Right, right. And uh, you've, you've answered my question. My my simple answer, and again, to try to delve into it, would be it, it depends. You have to to deal mm-hmm. with each individual situation. Uh, what and what? What about an unrepentant serial pornographer? What should a wife do? Should she check it out? Uh, check out on the marriage? Is that cause for? Uh, and again, it probably well, I would depends. Say first, she should go to a pastor. Okay. Involve the pastor because he's a spiritual authority. Men make men. Okay. Tell the pastor. Have the pastor be with the husband and see if the husband will do repentance and accountability. If mm-hmm. he's unrepentant then your pastor will direct you on what your next steps are. Okay, yeah, good word. You know, get under your spiritual authority mm-hmm. and let let that man protect you, yep. okay? Yep. And and they will. I've had pastors who've had to say, hey, we, you need to divorce him because, like, he is totally unrepentant. Yeah. Okay? And I've had other pastors say, hey, let's walk with him mm-hmm. and see how he does and decide as we go down the road. So that, again, is a local church, local pastor, local shepherd issue. Yeah. Appreciate that. We gotta, we gotta let the church be the church. Use the church's resources and uh, churches out there who are listening uh, to me, pastors. Hey, provide some resources. Take your pastors through. Oh, absolutely. Clean. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, know, Pastor Dean Hawk in town in Colorado Springs. I yeah. love him. Yeah. Um, Had lunch with him yesterday. So when we wrote the book Clean, yeah. he he called my office and said, "I want four hundred copies." We're like, you want 400 copies? Why? He says, well, if I just put 10 or 15 in the bookstore, no one's ever going to buy them. But I'm going to hand them out on Sunday. I'm going to give them to every man in my office, every man who's at church. And I'm yeah. going to say, I want you to read this in two weeks. And then we're going to have Doug come. He's going to do a conference. Yep. And so every man in that church got to read the book clean. Yeah, that's great. Because he wasn't, he's putting his money where his mouth is. Sure, like, sure. this is an issue. There's another church, Calvary, um, Academy. Yeah, Calvary and Chapel. And th- they had a lot of their guys Eric. read clean books. Yep. And so, yeah, there are churches that are actively trying to either start clean That's groups great. or That's stuff great. like that to be the antibody for the body. Amen. But the, there's also a lot of pastors whose heads are stuck in the sand. Sure. And then your pastor doesn't need to be the person. Anyone listening can start a clean group. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anybody. Yeah. Good word. Good word. Well, Doug, what are some other resources? Okay, what? how can we, how can we help people at various stages fighting pornography? Well, if they go to the... You know, drdougweiss.com, they can get the porn blocker. That's the resource for sure. We have a free newsletter. Uh, again, they can join uh, the wives. Have We have a partners group for them on Facebook. If they want to get, you know, just free support that way, they mm-hmm. can do that. And we have groups for the spouses of intimacy and anorexics as well that is free. We have all kinds of phone groups if your show goes all over the country that people can join uh, from anywhere in the world. And that's something that that's not free because usually a therapist runs that, you know, there's the counseling Mm -hmm. and um, there's so many materials. I mean, I've literally written almost 50 books and probably at least that many DVDs. And we have a certification to train counselors. So a woman can get almost 45 hours of training on the part of material trauma or the addict stuff or the intimacy anorexia. They really want to go like the academic route. Mm -hmm. So we have a pretty wide girth of like resources Good, good. And friends out there, men and women, if you're uh, dealing with this, and Doug, I would be almost as bold to say, 
I mean, everybody's going to fight this battle to one degree or another. Go to your pastor. Let's let's get you some help. There, there can you can survive. Not only that, mm-hmm. you can thrive. And you'll have a story and no better feeling than to be clean, be filled with the Holy Spirit, honoring God. The righteous are bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no one's speaking after you. Doug, thank you. Appreciate your ministry. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Thank you so much. God bless you tonight. Have a great weekend. And Crosswalk Colorado Springs in your corner. God bless you. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.